You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey guys, producer Darren here. Have you heard? Cindy Stewart has a new book. It's called New Moves of God. This book will open your spiritual eyes to see what God is doing so you can position yourself to be part of one of the most significant invasions of world culture in kingdom history. It will empower you to step into God's moves as he releases new anointings and new assignments that will far surpass your wildest imaginations. If you're a listener of her podcast, I'm sure that caught your attention. You can get your hands on that book right now. Just visit cindy-stewart.com or check out the link in the description or show notes. Again, that's cindy-stewart.com. Cindy Stewart podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. Hi, I'm Cindy Stewart and welcome to this episode of Cindy Stewart Live. I love you guys being with me. I feel like We're just one in the spirit. And I know I don't get to see you in person, but I just know that you're there and it's very exciting for me. So just know I appreciate your time that you're investing in watching these episodes. And today I just have a great word about how to live a spirit infused life. And we all want that. You know, we all want to live one in the spirit with Jesus Christ. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. But first, I want to share with you a prophetic word that was given by my associate, Pastor Jean Kate, uh, the other night. And I felt like it's such a timely word to go with what I'm talking about today. I just want to share it with you. And let me just read it to you. He had a word, like I said the other night, and it was about how God is giving us an upgrade. And it's an upgrade, an upgrade, an upgrade. And I don't know if you've ever flown somewhere. I do a lot of flying around and you've gotten upgraded to first class. Well, there's a big difference between flying first class and coach. And that's what God is doing. He is upgrading us from what is standard to something that is exceptional. And he's releasing that right now over your life and over your family. So I just want to encourage you to grab a hold of that testimony. I mean, of that prophetic word. And I'm going to share a couple of testimonies, too about being upgraded. This is a season of upgrade. And I've had quite a few testimonies about upgrades in jobs. So if you're looking for a promotion or an increase or even a new job that will take you to the next level, know that this is a stirring season of moving you from one to the other, where all of a sudden you've been working hard and you are highlighted to the higher ups that it's time for them to upgrade you to a new position and to an increase in salary. So know that God is actively working on your behalf for that to happen. Uh, The other thing is positions and housing. Look for upgrades in your housing, whether it's you need to remodel, whether you're looking to buy a house, uh, if you're looking to sell yours and, and possibly maybe even do some investment property, Airbnbs, those type of things, look for the now season to do those upgrades and uh, know that God will confirm with you 
What are the steps you need to take and where do you need to go? Right now, we've had a suddenly at our church, we've been in our same building for 10 years and we're celebrating our 10 year anniversary. Well, suddenly they have sold our building. We didn't own it. And the new landlord said, you're going to have to move because we want your space. And we've been looking all over and we just haven't found the place. Then our landlord came back to give us an upgrade. He had another place that was uh, a lot bigger than the place that we're currently in. And we needed some more room. And he's going to do the remodel for us. So it's going to be on our 10 year anniversary. We're getting an upgrade to increase, expand our territory, increase our space and be able to grow into the next season. Isn't that interesting how God is working this out? And we didn't even have moving on our radar. It just became suddenly, and in this suddenly, God gave us an upgrade. So that's another testimony for you. So he's really moving on behalf of us. And that's why I want to talk about the spirit-infused life. You know, he has provided a way for us to live fully in the spirit. And that's one of my big things is, that we are partnering with God in the heavenly realm while we're living on this earth. So we can bring heaven to earth. And in the last six weeks, something has happened. There has been a dynamic shift and I've noticed it and I want to share it with you so you can look, look around, look in the spiritual realm, look in the natural realm and see how that is working for you. And the shift has been, uh, I've been crazy busy with writing a book, with traveling, with watching my granddaughter, with all kinds of things. But what has shifted is it hasn't been a season of being worn out. It's been a season of ease and rest. And I don't know, it's just like every day, even when there's obstacles, it's like God already has it worked out before I can even begin to try to figure out a solution or even fret over it. Because, you know, sometimes when there's a surprise in your day, that you hadn't planned for, that is creating an obstacle, then you begin to, it creates some anxiety or fretting or a little worrying. But it's like, almost like God is running ahead of us to intercept the out of balance so that we can just move on with our day and step into the new plan that he has for us. And it's it's interesting because it's a whole different uh, since it's so hard to explain, it's so tangible right now as a part of my life. And I've talked to other people and they are experiencing the same thing. And uh, sometimes we're experiencing things that we don't recognize what they are until we have other people share about it. And that's what I want to do. I just want to share about it. So if you're experiencing it, you can have that aha moment like, oh, yes, I'm experiencing this, this too. So give me more, Lord. Or if you're not experiencing, say, Lord, there is a, a move that's been released. And I want to step into that move of ease with you, of partnering with you, of knowing that even when obstacles come up or things aren't going quite like I planned, I don't have to worry. I don't have to fret because you've gone before me to take care of the things that are trying to block me. Amen. Such a good word. So when I was thinking about this and processing this, um, like I said, I've been able to get everything done I need to get done, even watching my granddaughter playing tennis, doing the things that I love. And I was processing this and I'm like, God, I don't think this is just a season. 
I think this is a sustainable move that you are doing. So I ask him, God, is this sustainable? Where we have more than enough time to work things out. We have the solutions when things go awry or obstacles face us. It's just this flow in the spirit realm of knowing what to do because the Father's gone before us. So I've been talking to him about that, and I've just been amazed at his, um, I don't know what you would say, his confirmation and agreement in this arena of ebb and flow, a spirit-infused life. And, you know, even when I was writing my book, like I, I think I shared with you earlier that I wrote the book in three weeks, and then within three weeks, it was edited and published. It's called New Moves of God. You can find it on Amazon or on my website, cindy-stewart.com. But when I was writing it, I would think, oh, I'm not sure I'm going to have enough time to meet the deadline. Or uh, I've got this plan today. And he would say, you have more than enough time to accomplish what you need to accomplish. And sometimes, like I had something planned and it got canceled which allowed me to have time with my editor to work on my book. And it's just like these things that are working out that you can't even understand. And uh, God is just doing what we know we should be able to do, and that's live a lifestyle that's sustainable, spirit-infused, God-led, uh, partnering with us in the things that we need to accomplish. So I had one other little testimony besides my book that I wanted to share with you too. Um, I held a two-day intensive. I do one every year. It's limited to, you know, a half a dozen people and they come to Florida for two days and it's an intensive and helping them plan for the future. So I had this two-day intensive. I just sent my book off to the publisher. So it was Tuesday or Wednesday. My intensive started on Friday and I've done them before. So I had the foundation of what I was going to do. And that morning, the Lord said to me, I'm going to customize this, this intensive for the individuals that are coming. And I'm like, what does that mean, Lord? He's like, yes, you have a foundation, but we're going to lay that aside so I can customize for the people who are attending your intensive, which meant that I was going to have to redo everything that I planned to do. But it, like I said, it came with ease. It was not difficult. It was not challenging. It just started flowing from the Spirit. I would have ideas. I would say, what about this Holy Spirit? He would uh, share some things with me. And I believe that this was the best intensive I've ever had. And I have them do surveys after they've been gone for a week and kind of mold over what has happened. And the surveys were just incredible. The feedback of how they not only took what was burning in their heart, but they developed a plan to move ahead. Oh, it blew me away. It's the goodness of God on our behalf. And the goodness of God is moving on your behalf. He's moving on my behalf so that we as his body, as his children can move in unity, can move in strength and in the flow of the spirit that is seamless. That's where we are. We're in a seamless move of God. And when we decide that, God, this is the kind of life I want to lead, it takes away the spinning that happens in our mind when things get disrupted. It takes away the uh, amount of energy that we spend trying to figure things out because God is just infusing us 
you know, when you infuse something, you, you fill it full of that. It's like when you take a tea bag and you put it in hot water, the tea bag infuses the water. That is what's happening. We're so infused with the Holy Spirit that it is transforming the way we do everyday life. Whew. So I love this thought that, I, and I heard someone say this, that when you Im- want God to be involved in your life, then you include him in every aspect, every minute aspect. And that's what we're doing. We're including him in every breath, every thought, every moment of our life with our families, with our businesses, everything that we do. We're so immersed in God that it is seamless. Maybe that may be my new word today. So let's look at a few foundational scriptures that will help us have understanding and clarity in this. The first one is John 16, and I'm going to start in verse 13 and read through 15. It says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So the Holy Spirit is going to take what is God's and declare it to us. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. So as he reveals things to us, it brings breakthrough for us. And when we have breakthrough for us, it brings breakthrough for everyone around us who hears our testimony. And it brings breakthrough for the generations to come. Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, The secret things belong to the Lord, our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us. So when he reveals something to us, it belongs to us and to our children forever that we may do all the words in his law. So whatever we get, of course, belongs to us. And it's a breakthrough for the generations to come. Gosh, that is such a good word, right? So that alone gives us the courage and the confidence to step in what God has for us today. The other scripture I want to share with you is John 17. And we're going to start in verse 20. It says, and Jesus is talking to the Father. And he says, I do not pray for these alone, the disciples is who he's talking about, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. That they may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that you have sent me and the glory which you gave me, I have given to them. I mean, just hold the phone right there. So not only are we one in the Father and in the Son, but the glory which the Father has given Jesus, He has given to us. And we know in 2 Corinthians 3.18, it says that we go from glory to glory in Christ Jesus. So we carry the very glory of God. Then it goes on to say that They may be one just as we are one. So we're united as the body as we're united in Christ and you in them and you in me that they may be perfect in one and that the world will know that you have sent me and have loved them 
as you have loved me. So Jesus is saying, Father, you love them. He loves us. He loves me and you the same way he loves Jesus. I mean, that is so powerful. It, it does. It just makes me want to jump up and run around in circles. But I can't do this right now. But if you're at home, you can jump up and run around in circles because this is such a good word from the Lord for you. Uh, so I'm going to share a little story about oneness and how he is moving in this seamless instruction to us out of scripture. And I'm going to give you, let me give you a little background. So we're going to look at the book of Acts uh, verse uh, chapter eight. So you can go there. <coughs> Excuse me. While I give you a little background. So Saul is persecuting, persecuting the church. He has not had his encounter with Jesus yet. And Stephen has just been martyred. And Philip, who was originally anointed with Stephen to help with the administration so that the disciples can, can stay in prayer and in oneness with God, just spend that extra time with the Lord, has been given a new assignment. And really, his assignment is as an evangelist. And God has given him an upgrade. He's gone from serving tables and the administration of the ministry to being sent out as an evangelist for the Word of God. Now, think about your upgrade. And just as we share about this, ask the Lord, open my eyes to the upgrade that you're giving me so that I can step in to this promotion, this expansion that you put before me. So he's been given this new assignment. So Acts 8 in verse 4, it says, therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word, which includes Philip. And Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Wow. I mean, there is, this is a miracle season too. So keep that in mind. That is a, a big release from God right now. Verse 7, it says, For unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed, and there was great joy in the city. So I want you guys to know that's what we're looking for. We're looking for great joy in the city. I just had a friend of mine, Dr. Keenan Bridges on, and you'll get to watch his video. And he talked about that he was down with his wife and his family doing a, a ministry training for leaders in the islands. And they just went on a boat trip with their family. And it turned out that everyone on the boat who did not know Jesus got saved. And everyone around the docks got saved too. So that's what God is doing. He's releasing a, really a spirit of evangelism to save those around us while we're doing the ordinary. Like Dr. Keenan was, they were just going on a boat trip and out of the ordinary came the extraordinary outpouring of God. So just keep that in mind as we're talking. So Philip encounters a man. He's gotten people healed, saved, delivered. He encountered a man who was a sorceress. And he was so overwhelmed by the power of God that he got baptized too and gave his life to Jesus. And then in Acts 8, 8 verse 14, it says, Now when the apostles who were in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. So Philip has harvested the land that was there. John and Peter come to take it to the next level. And Philip is reassigned. He is given another upgrade. So listen to this. Philip gets sent to the eunuch 
from Ethiopia. Sometimes God has to reassign you in order to give you your upgrade. He will take you someplace greater, but you have to give God permission to move you. If you're looking for that assignment, for that upgrade, say, God, you have my permission to reassign me and let another team come to take what I'm doing now and allow me freedom to move on to the next thing. So keep that in mind. God reassigned Philip. In verse 26 of chapter 8, it says, Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip and said, Arise and go to the south along the road, which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is the desert. So he took him from a place that was watered and full of life. People are getting saved, healed, delivered. And some of us might think, oh, no, my ministry's being taken away from me. No, God is moving you from that place of outpouring to a place of desert so you can encounter the next assignment he has for you. Oh, that's so good. Verse 27 says, So he rose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasury, had come to Jerusalem to worship. He was returning uh, and was returning. Sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. And the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake the chariot. So here's Philip in a desert place with nothing to do. And God said, go now, go to the chariot. Verse 30 says, so Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you are reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. And Philip explained what the word meant. And the eunuch went on to get baptized. And went was sent back to Ethiopia to share the gospel with the Ethiopians. Now think about this. Philip's one yes to God to be relocated, reassigned, to get an upgrade, changed the face of an entire nation. You could be changing the face of an entire nation just by your yes. And you don't even know it because God is working behind the scenes and you're just saying yes to what he's doing. And there's this seamless transition from one thing to the other in order to get you in the right position to change a nation. Wow. To change a nation. That, that is so good. So I want you to say yes to God because when one door closes, so Philip's door closed in Samaria Another door opened, but it was in the desert. And he didn't go through that door for a few minutes. He had to wait until the Ethiopian had come into play. So Joseph Garlingen, Bishop Joseph Garlingen says, when one door closes and the other one's not open, it's hell in the hallway getting to the other door. And when we think about that, doors are not face-to-face like this. So you go, out of one door into the other. No, there's a hallway, there's a space, there's a gap. So when one door closes, you're in that hallway until the other door opens. In that hallway is a time of seeking God. It's not time of frustration. It's not time of uh, wondering what you've done wrong, why, why that door closed. It's a time of transition. It's a time of upgrades. It's a time of moving from one assignment to the next. And sometimes there is a waiting period till the next door opens up. For Philip, there was a waiting period. He had to wait until the chariot came into play, until the eunuch asked the question, and when he's reading the word of Isaiah. So there is time, and we have to understand that 
we need to give God time to move. We have to get other people in position so we can step in position. So know that your upgrade may come with a little bit of a lull time before you step through that next door. Does that make sense? I know that that has happened to me. I know that when I started my church, there was some lull time. When I knew I was going to leave my church, the door closed there, but I was still at the church. I was still in the hallway, but not in the same role. And when the door opened for my new church to open, it took some time of waiting. Uh, yes, let me just be honest with you. I was impatient. I was uncertain. I was like, God, what are you doing? I knew that I wasn't supposed to stay there, but I didn't know where I was supposed to go. And then the people got in position. I got the word of the Lord of what we were supposed to do. My husband, myself, and a friend of mine that helped me start up the church. And then I went from the hallway to the open door. My upgrade was before me. I stepped over the threshold. So I want you to be encouraged. If you're, time of that, if you're in that time of transition or you're in the hallway, just know that God has not forgotten you, that he is on your side, that he is moving people into position. You know, it takes a while to get everybody into position. It takes a while to get everybody's yes, right? Sometimes it takes a while to get our yes. So it takes a while. So I, I want to encourage you in that. And I want to give you a couple of steps uh, to prepare for this, a greater spirit-infused life. But let me just close up Philip's journey. So Philip goes, he baptizes the eunuch. And when, he, when the eunuch comes out of the water, Philip is gone. He's sent to another city. And the eunuch has no idea where he is. He just disappears. He is translated because God had the next assignment for him. And we don't hear anything about Philip again until Acts 21. And listen to the word of the Lord over Philip's life. It says, on the next day, um, we who were Paul's companions departed. Now this is Acts 21. We were originally in Acts 8. And came to Caesarea and entered the house of Philip the evangelist. So he was known for his work that he did in evangelizing Samaria, evangelizing the eunuch, and probably many other things that we aren't aware of. Came to Samaria, entered the house of Philip the evangelist, who was one of the seven, and stayed with him. Now, this man had four virgin daughters who prophesied. So here is, remember we talked about Deuteronomy 29, 29, that what is revealed to us is a breakthrough for us and for the generations to come. Here's Philip's breakthrough. He not only is evangelist, but now he has four beautiful daughters who are prophetess. So know that the goodness of God is over your life, not only for you, but your children and your children's children. Perfect. So how do we step into a greater a level of spirit-infused, uh, just uh, seamless move with God? So let's talk about it. I've got four steps, okay? The first step is ask God to get involved in the everyday minute details of your life. Every aspect, your finances, your work, your children, your marriage, your household, uh, everything, ask him to get involved in it. And it doesn't mean you have to ask him, God, what am I supposed to eat today? Let's not get weird about it. What it means is you're going to ask him to be involved in every aspect and the spirit will infuse answers for you, will direct you as you go. Number one. Number two, trust him to provide his 
very best for you. So begin declaring that you trust him in every aspect. God, I trust you for your very best. God, I trust you for your very best. And he will provide it. When you don't understand something, this is the second part of number two, ask him to unfold the mystery. That's what this Holy Spirit does. He unfolds, he finds out what's the Father's and he reveals it to you. That's, that's the second part. Number three, read his word and spend time letting the word seep into you. We live out of the breath of the word. The word needs to be infused in us. Christ is the word. So we want the spirit and the word together. Uh, John 4, 23 says the time is coming where we worship in spirit and in truth. Number three. Uh, I do one thing every day as I start with a little worship music and I read the word and take communion. That helps me get the word saved in me. And number four is keep ongoing conversations with the Lord. You know how he knows how it's supposed to work and you just invite him to show you how it's supposed to work and let him work on your behalf. Amen. So I just release a spirit infused lifestyle in you and let God's work on your behalf. Thank you so much for listening today. I so appreciate you being here. This teaching right here is, I'm telling you right now, it is going to transform your life. So take it, watch it again, chew on it, follow the steps that I've given you and know that you are the best investment you can. God invests in you every day. So be blessed in that investment and in the spirit of his life. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.